Fun 107, Michael and Maddie, today is Friday morning, March 10th, 2023. Here we go! It is Mario Day, M-A-R-1-0, March 10th. Carrie Underwood has her birthday today. Still destroying boyfriend's cars at 40 years old. Timbaland has a birthday. He's 51. I no money. Happy birthday to Sharon Stone. I don't make any rules. I go with the flow. She is 65 years old. Actor Chuck Norris is 83 years old today. Everybody get up. Robin Thicke, he turns 46. It was eight years ago on his birthday that he lost a lawsuit to Marvin Gaye's family. They said his song Blurred Lines ripped off the song Got to Give It Up. He and Pharrell had to pay over $7 million. He ended up getting canceled for the song anyway. Buffy the Vampire Slayer debuted on the WB Network on this date, 1997. Alexander Graham Bell used his phone in Boston to make the first phone call on this date, 1876. On the other end of the phone was his assistant who heard Bell say, Mr. Watson, come here. I want you. And three years ago today, Governor Charlie Baker declaring a state of emergency here in Massachusetts as coronavirus cases more than doubled. They were still holding out hope that they wouldn't need to cancel the Boston Marathon, but they did praise the decision to cancel Boston's St. Patrick's Day parade, saying large gatherings were not a good idea. Colleges announced that they'd begin shutting down as social distancing. Seven, Michael and Maddie. And we could see a little bit of rain over the weekend. Skylar's going to uh, go through the full forecast coming up a little bit. For today, though, we'll see some sun and clouds for most of the day. Maybe a little bit of rain tonight. We'll get into that in a bit. It is 31 now. Time. Time to spill the tea on today's celeb gossip and Hollywood buzz. Here's Maddie's entertainment update. On the Michael and Maddie Show. On the Michael and Maddie Show. All right, so any guesses whether or not Will Smith watched the Chris Rock special? Anybody? Anybody? I'm going to say no. How could he not? Of course he did. You think he did? 100%. His Is that you think he did Yeah, it? his wife said he was not allowed. He might, he might not admit it. He watched it, though. Okay, well, he's saying he didn't. But a source is saying this about the Netflix special. Will is embarrassed and hurt by what Chris said about him and his family in the Netflix special. He didn't watch it, but he had people tell him what Chris said. Okay. So now he's the victim. He's he's embarrassed and hurt. So he's the victim now. Right off the bat, I'm like, that's terrible. Like, I, I automatically think of the game of telephone. Like, you're letting somebody else watch it, and then you're gonna have them tell you it. It's gonna like it's baloney. It's so stupid. Baloney. And then uh, the person said it's everywhere when you look online and on social media. So Will and Jada have seen comments about it. Months after the Oscars incident, you remember Smith? He posted that emotional YouTube video. He apologized to Rock. Uh, he shared a written apology on Instagram. Then he said the source is saying Will apologized to Chris and would like for Chris to let it go. Will has worked on himself. And he is banned by the Oscars for 10 years. He feels like that's enough and wants Chris to move on so that he and everyone else can, too. You don't get that choice. Let me continue. Ready for this? The source also said that Smith is upset that Netflix gave Rock the platform to express his views. Tough cookies, pal. Bro, what what planet is this guy living on? You sound like such a pompous jerk right now. Like... 
Oh, my, I'm shocked that that's the route he went with. Like, are you kidding me? So now Netflix, which is just like any other business trying to make as much money as they possibly can, can't put on the programming they want because of the way Will Smith feels. Like, seriously. And how ignorant and, like, self-centered of Will Smith to think that Chris Rock's entire special was about you. He gave you about four minutes, okay? you That's what you deserved, four minutes of the stage time. It was an hour-long special, okay? Like, it was... Like I said before, I'm not really into politic, comedy, and that sort of thing. But it was good. Chris Rock's a funny guy. Like, what is going on, William? What is going on? <laughs> I, I am not this here too. for that. On the other side of the coin, Rock, ready to move on now that he's directly addressed the Oscar slap for the first time in a very significant way. That was literally his first time talking about it. And Will Smith is mad. Oh, I'm sorry. We're sorry, Will. Let, let's all apologize to Will now. Like, are you kidding me? I hate this whole thing. I want it to go away. That is such gaslighting. I can't stand it. it. That is I the definition either. of gaslighting. I know. Where it is you? absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. But it, you know, it brings to light the Oscars, which is coming up this Sunday. And is Jimmy Kimmel ready? I mean, he's hosting it again for the third time. So he's got a couple Oscars under his belt. And he does have a couple hosting philosophies. Number one is you want to make the audience laugh. Number two is you have to remember that this is a celebratory night for these people. It's not a it's not a roast. Uh, it doesn't mean there won't be a little um, roasting, but um, uh, you got to make sure that uh, you don't um, humiliate anybody and that um, everybody comes away happy. And um, you got to be you got to be conscious of time and. And make sure that if you're going to spend time on something, it's worth it. Do you guys think that that's a, 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 like a slam to Chris Rock when he says that you, you got to remember this is celebratory for these people. You don't want to make, make this a roast. And maybe he's saying like last year was a roast uh, on Jaina. No. Okay. No. Because, because Chris Rock wasn't a host. He was coming out to ho- present. Uh, present something. Yeah. And Yeah, I don't think that was. I think he... I think if anybody, he's referring to Ricky Gervais. I don't know if oh, you remember okay. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, so uh, but I think he's more referring to something along the lines of that. But did he learn anything from that incident, the slap heard around the world, that would affect hosting? No, not really. I think that was, um, I don't see that ever happening again. <laughs> I think it would be, uh, although, although if you remember, if you think about it, do you remember when Mike Tyson bit Evander Holyfield's ear off? What many people forget is that later in the fight, he bit his other ear. I guess you have to consider that. And if there is any lesson, it's don't make fun of Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> That's so good. Oscar's executive producer saying that her sense of what people want, especially those that are inside the Dolby Theater, says it will be addressed, but it will be addressed in a comedic fashion. So they're not going to fully ignore it, but yeah, they will. It'll be light. It'll be lighthearted. That's for sure. As movie theaters try and recover from the pandemic, a new report says you paid record prices to see films last year. So if you saw movies like Top Gun in theater, Michael, chances are you were part of paying the highest average ticket price ever, $10.53, a new record. The last report was in 2019, and it had the average price of $9.16, but adjusted for inflation, we're talking like $10.58. See, the, so, the ticket prices never get me. It's the popcorn and candy. Like, 
Oh, that's what's ridiculous. Yeah, because if you th- so, I'm trying to think about the last time I went to the movies. I think it was the new Batman movie, and so we're thinking almost eleven dollars a ticket, and then a large popcorn, two sodas. I think it was like a fifty, sixty dollar night. At the movies. Yeah. And now they got a bar. You know, that's going to be up in scale for a beer. <laughs> but that's not even t- counting the bar. Like, like I feel like 10 bucks to be entertained. Like, that's not too bad in the 2023, but like $15 for popcorn. Unbelievable. And like $95 for some M&M's. Like, yeah. no thanks. It is, it is so true, though. It's unbelievable. I, don't, I really don't know how movie theaters are going to recover. I don't. I, it's a dying art form, and it's super sad. You don't bring your own candy, Michael? Oh, I sneak my own candy. Yeah, oh, my too. God. So growing up, <laughs> oh, man, growing up the, near the movie theater that I live by, there's a McDonald's across the street. Oh, oh wow. wow. That's we, next level oh, stuff. Oh, oh. Listen, Fries we and would, stuff? We would start our night. We would go to McDonald's. We'd get what we wanted. And we would just stuff burgers in our jackets. That's that brilliant. Yeah. Smell, wait, I love it. Oh, I'm sure I smell it. <laughs> on a date. Sure. You yeah. like hamburgers. <laughs> I know. Isn't it great? <laughs> More entertainment news on the Fun 107 app. Workout World is back at the movies. Now, it's Kevin Carr's movie review on the Michael and Maddie Show. Good morning. Let's kick things off with the big movie that's coming out this weekend, and that is the horror sequel, Scream 6. Hello. Let's play a game. You know you're like the 10th guy to try this, right? It never works out for the mask. Maybe, but there's never been one like me, Kale. I'm something different. Obviously, sixth in the Scream franchise. It's the direct sequel to the Scream reboot that came out last year. Not named Scream 5, but named Scream. So, yes, it goes Scream, Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4, Scream, and then Scream 6. And in this movie, you've got the survivors from the previous film as they go to college in New York City. And and that actually gives a little bit of a twist to the story because normally slasher movies take place either in a small town or a campground or something like that. Bringing it to the big city, at least for the large franchises, is something relatively new. Although Jason did try to take Manhattan in Friday the 13th Part 8. Anyways, in this scream, they're still being chased. A new ghost face killer is after the, the survivors from the previous film. And I got to say that the producers are probably loving the fact that they did not kill off Jenna Ortega's character because of the big success she's had with Wednesday. And now everybody wants to see her. And she's kind of been elevated to a main character in this one. And her and her sister are trying to avoid getting killed by this new ghost face. They bring in some of the legacy characters back. You still got Courtney Cox in there. And they've brought Hayden Panettiere back, who was in the fourth movie movie so they have some familiar faces and you know what it, it it works for a slasher movie i mean these these movies have to kind of reinvent themselves every so many years anyways and i've always appreciated the uh, self-awareness of the screen franchise although it is sort of stretching that there's rules of a horror movie rules of a sequel rules of a franchise construction a little bit thin I don't know how many more of these they can do or just turns into a snake eating its own tail. But still, it works. It's an effective slasher movie. And the change of scenery and the change of location, I think, actually benefits the film. So it's not the best screen movie, but it's uh, effective. And for, uh, gosh, for the sixth installment of a horror franchise, it's a lot better than some of the other ones out there. I remember being pretty scared about the first Scream when I saw it back in the day. So what do you think of Scream 6, rock or not? I'm going to say that Scream 6 kind of rocks. And another one out there this weekend, Kevin. 
Also available in theaters is the movie Champions. Mr. Markovich, I will offer you community service. Coaching adults with intellectual disabilities. Okay, fellas, we're going to do a simple ball handling exercise. It's impossible to coach these guys. You don't have to turn them into the Lakers. They just need to feel like a team. Oh. We're going to need some help. This stars Woody Harrelson as a down-on-his-luck basketball coach who gets in a car accident and has to do community service, and he's court-ordered to coach a basketball league at this community center uh, where a group of people uh, who are intellectually disabled. And he has to rally them together and make a team out of them uh, with all the challenges that you'd face from just community, uh, you know, being a community team. I mean, he's coming from a, a farm team to the NBA, and so he's kind of going to step down in, in, in player capability. And ultimately, it's a guy trying to go through his community service, but learning a little bit more about himself. And it's directed by Bobby Farrelly, who's one of the Farrelly brothers, and, and they've actually dealt with uh, characters with intellectual disabilities before, you know, something like there's something about Mary and uh, other films, uh, they have a very uh, a, a soft spot for that segment of the population. And, and he does a really good job. Uh, the director, it's not demonstrative. It's not condescending. It's just the story of these characters. And this is the situation they're in. I remember being pretty cheesy, scared about really the first Scream when I saw it back in the Harrison, day. So what do you think of Scream 6, job. rock or one not? One of the things I appreciate is and they don't have him in this weekend, as, Kevin. Uh, you know, sort of this really nasty okay, guy. Okay, so just it sounds somebody like we're liking it, but what do you think? Is it rock or not? But he... Never takes it out. Thank you very on much, Kevin Carr. Have players. a great weekend. And he's at his heart a nice guy and trying to do what's right for him and what's right for them. Uh, so I, I like the fact that they approach it in in a very inclusive way. So you know, it's it's a it's a good little movie. It runs a little bit long, but overall, you know, it's a crowd pleaser and it's a sweet little film. I, I got to say, I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I expected to. Okay, so it sounds like we're liking it, but what do you think? Does it rock or not? I'm going to say that Champions also kind of rocks. Thank you very much, Kevin Carr. Have a great weekend. All right, you have a good weekend. Is your family one of those that everyone craves something different? We'll get some sunshine out there this morning. We're going to uh, get into the mid-40s today. It's 31 right now. And it's also coffee o'clock, if you will. Um, a lot of people headed to drive throughs or their favorite spots. And yesterday, I was kind of in awe about a lot of coffee shops that I'm learning about on the South Coast. Because I consider myself a bit of a coffee snob, if you will. My relationship with coffee started pretty young. I was in high school when I started drinking coffee because my mom couldn't get me up for school. And <laughs> since then... What year in high school? Freshman year. No. Yeah, 14. Really? Granted, when I say I was drinking coffee, I was really drinking coffee milk, milk. milk yes. with, with a side of coffee. Yes. Like, I, I was getting French vanilla extra extra with, like, caramel sauce and stuff. <laughs> like so basically a dessert. Exactly. It has evolved over the years. Uh, but... I think it's safe to say, true coffee lovers will attest to this, that no, not all cups of coffee are created equally. That's just a fact. And so as a Rhode Islander, I have my favorite spots, but I frequent the South Coast more and more. And I wanted to know where everybody gets their cup of coffee. So I put together the ultimate coffee guide, the best coffee spots on the South Coast as voted by our listeners. And it's a pretty solid list. I'm not going to lie. 
Um, Dough Company, obviously on that list. I threw that on there. I think Their salted caramel latte is unbelievable. Unmatched. Unbelievable. Um, somebody said Cafe Mimo. They said the espresso at Cafe Mimo is like Interesting, because no I was going to ask you, like, what are, what are your thoughts on, like, restaurant coffee? Yeah. Uh, definitely a hit or miss. <laughs> but, but if you're serving espresso at a restaurant, chances are you have an espresso machine, which uh, which ups the ante. Like, that's very yummy. But generally speaking, like, generally if, you're, speaking, if you're out to dinner and then they say, you know, would you like a cup of coffee, like, at the end of the thing? I'm saying no. Yeah. I'm definitely saying it's no. Like, that's, kind of like, bitter central, right? Right. Because like, they probably, that coffee has probably been sitting on the roaster for a while, and, like, yeah, I'm all set. But a place like Cafe Mimo, you know it's going to be fresh, so that's nice. Uh, Cape Cod Coffee's on there. They're they're around town now. They're in Wareham now. It's brand new at uh, Wareham Crossing. It is. Java Shack made the list. Mirasol's, of course, got plenty of, uh, plenty of votes one that i didn't know about and i'm glad i know about now is mission cold brew oh, they're good uh they seem amazing and they stand for really great stuff um so that's exciting i definitely want to try that one out but there's a lot of good ones on here rescue cafe ria's society coffee bar they're like new too. so if you're looking if you're headed towards the drive throughs or you're looking for a good cup of coffee you might want to check out this list on fun107.com we're also we're i'm just you know, being negative Norman over here, but like, what else has the worst coffee? The oh, worst coffee? come yeah. on. Like, oh, you really going to put someone on blast right no, now? No, no, not like, I mean, I don't oh. mean like, uh, I'm, I'm all, talking about situations. I'm all, set, I'm all sat with gas station coffee. That's what I was kind of thinking. with that. Like, um, hotel, like kind of hotel coffee, usually terrible. Yeah, I'm all set with hotel coffee. Um, Anywhere that's going to cure egg. I'm sorry. No, gotta, it's really, I feel, for me, I feel like it's the places with coffee pots, like the old school that have like coffee pots oh. are usually terrible because they're usually sitting there forever and ever and ever. And like, if you don't, so and that's the coffee snob coming out in me because I used to work at a breakfast place and we had to religiously clean the coffee roasters because if you don't clean them, the bitterness will stay in the flavoring yeah. in the taste. So it's like, I'll go to places and I'll be like, Oh, they didn't clean the machine. And what about your house? What do you have at your house for coffee? Now we're talking. Don't even get me started. I have the most bougie husband, and it is, it's exhausting. Uh, we used to have just a regular, normal Keurig. Like now, Mr. Coffee. Now, we have a Nespresso, mm. which is an espresso machine that also does coffee, and we also have a machine that can like froth our milk and make it lattes and give us cappuccinos. Is that what's called the French press? No. No, but we do have a French press as well. <laughs> that's the stuff right there, Michael. Now you hear yeah, that. That know. one. That's that's elite coffee. My wife is talking. Right she wants to get a French press. That's an, el- like, that's an elite coffee drinker. It right sounds there. like some kind of a like a yoga pose. Well, uh, yoga is good because you have to have patience. It takes about <laughs> ten minutes. Whereas you know, like something the, the Nespresso is going to only take. Like 45 seconds. You know what I'm saying? But do you you have a French press? I will never go back to my Nespresso. And I love my Nespresso. It's got to be French press every time. But you got to boil the water. You got to let it steep. You got to press it. And then you just let it take over your soul. <laughs> there is nothing better than a French press coffee. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I there's nothing better than coffee. So if you're looking for a really, really good cup of coffee... Find the list on fun107.com. And Maddie's got her coffee guide up there. It's 656. 90-second news update, Phil.
New Bedford will allocate $3 million in American Rescue Plan Act funding to tackle homelessness and housing instability. The city council unanimously approved the idea Thursday night. New Bedford residents are scrambling to keep up with rapidly rising rents as metropolitan areas in Massachusetts and nationwide experience a housing crisis. The council also approved a motion to put a question about rent stabilization on the 2023 city election ballot this November. The COVID vaccine mandate is being lifted soon at all 15 community colleges in Massachusetts. That includes Fall River-based Bristol Community College. The requirement for most students and staff will end at the conclusion of the current spring semester. The mandate has been in place since January of 2022. School administrators say several factors were considered, including the changing public health landscape regarding COVID and the planned end of national COVID emergency declarations in May. The Massachusetts Attorney General's Office plans to start enforcing the state's right-to-repair law in June. It requires automakers to give independent repair shops access to all of a vehicle's data. The intent is to allow independent repair shops to work as easily as authorized dealers. And this year's top Oscar nominees will each get a gift bag full of goodies worth over $125,000. The Oscar swag bag contains over 60 items, including silk pillowcases, edible massage oil, and a coupon for free liposuction. Some of the larger gifts include a three-night stay for eight people at an Italian lighthouse and one square meter of land in Queensland, Australia. The winners of this year's Academy Awards will be announced Sunday night. We told you last month... Part-time Dartmouth resident Jenny Slate's film, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, is up for Best Animated Feature. And Jenny also appears in the most nominated film of the night, Everything Everywhere, All at Once. Good luck, Jenny. In sports, the Boston Bruins lost to the Edmonton Oilers last night 3-2, but their next game is with the Detroit Red Wings on Saturday. And the Boston Celtics meet up Saturday night with the Atlanta Hawks. Your traffic and weather are coming up. From the Chard Oak Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. It's time for the... That is Miley Cyrus. You just heard that for the first time on Fun 107. It's called River. Michael and Maddie here Friday morning. And it's going to be a big day for Miley. Not only does she drop this album uh, overnight, but um, later on this afternoon, she's going to debut a Disney Plus concert. Ooh, I'm here for that. So this is her first reunion with Disney after, you know... She she left after the Hannah Montana days and did her own thing, and so this is her first time returning to the Disney franchise. So that comes out this afternoon on Disney Plus. They actually filmed the concert. The same. Did you guys see the uh, the the video for Flowers? Yeah. So that house is a pretty famous house in Hollywood. A major major star owned that house. I'll give you guys both one guess to guess which star. The, the, this was probably one of the biggest voices back in the 60s and 70s. Ah. 60s, I would say. 50s, 60s, that Big era. Jagger. No. One guess. Big, big, big uh, name in music. Oh, big music? in music. Uh, Elvis Presley? Uh, it was uh, the Beatles. Frank Sinatra. Ah. So this was Frank Sinatra's wow. house. Do you know the story of why she did it there, though? Why? Because they rented that house together when she was with Liam. Or Liam Liam took his mistress really? oh! to that house. And that's why she chose Stop that it. house. Yes. Liam took the girl that he tea. was cheating on yep, with. Piping hot tea. That's where they stayed. 
And so she went. Wow, Maddie. You're welcome. That's pretty good. Wow. You're welcome. So not only did that video get shot there, guess what, what the set is for today's concert that's going to be on Disney Plus. That house? That house. Let's go. Right. That is savage stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Queen Miley at it again. Wow. I did not know that. Yep. So I talked to, uh, I was on the phone with Miley's management team yesterday from Columbia Records, and I said, what's the deal? Because what's the one major burning question with Miley right now? When's the tour? Mm. What's up with, I mean, you're red hot right now. You've got to go on the road. You've got to go on tour. And there are a lot of rumors going around about the A tour, when it starts, all this stuff. None of them are true. None of them. There are no plans for a tour right now. Their best guess at this point would be 2024 for a tour, unfortunately. Interesting. I, I, they said that they, she just doesn't need to anymore. Well, first of all, she's getting paid handsomely for that Disney Plus situation. Mm-hmm. But So you're right about that. But you are so red hot right now. You got to get out there. You got to. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they changed that plan because mm. if you're managing Miley right now, Every night that goes by that she's not out there on the road selling T-shirts, selling tickets, like, missing the boat. Yeah. She probably just doesn't want to. <laughs> probably. She, she's too busy thinking up the next way she's going to burn Liam. Right. It is 8, 7.52. And from the Chart Oak Tavern newsroom now, here's Phil Devin. New Bedford Mayor John Mitchell says the city plans to invest more than $3 million in affordable housing. Mitchell said the goal is to reduce homelessness and increase housing stability. The funds will allow the city to put its Home American Rescue Plan program into action. That includes $900,000 for the development of affordable rental housing, $700,000 for development of shelter beds, and $500,000 for rental assistance programs. The mayor said New Bedford residents haven't been spared from escalating housing costs, and the money will hopefully help ease the burden. The city council Thursday night approved a question about rent stabilization for the November ballot. The COVID vaccine mandate being lifted soon at all 15 community colleges in Massachusetts, including Fall River-based Bristol Community College. The requirement for most students and staff will end at the conclusion of the spring semester. The mandate has been in place since January of 2022. School administrators say several factors were considered, including the changing public health landscape regarding COVID and the planned end of national COVID emergency declarations in May. Mobile sports betting begins today in Massachusetts. People will be able to place their bets over the phone. Seven betting sites will begin accepting wagers starting at 10 a.m. Those sites include Barstool Sportsbook, BetMGM, Better, Caesars Sportsbook, DraftKings, FanDuel, and WinBet. Time springs forward this weekend, and that will bring an hour less of sleep. With a disruption to the circadian rhythm or the body's clock, the shift during daylight saving time could have negative health impacts. Our circadian rhythm is not aligned, at least for the first few days, with the light-dark cycle that we're experiencing outside. That's sleep researcher Dr. Heinrich Gompf at UC Davis Health, who says our daily rhythm in our internal clock is not quite 24 hours. It gets reset every morning with natural light, so morning sunshine is important. But springing forward brings darker mornings. During the first week or so after shifting time, research shows there's an increase in cardiovascular disease, heart attacks, stroke, and fatal car accidents. Shifting clocks can also also increase or worsen existing mental health conditions like anxiety and depression.
In sports, the Boston Bruins lost to the Edmonton Oilers last night 3-2. Their next game is with the Detroit Red Wings on Saturday. And the Boston Celtics meet up Saturday with the Hawks in Atlanta. Your traffic and weather coming up from the Chardo Tavern Newsroom. I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. So if you're looking for something for lunch, say hi to your little friends. Oh, I do. Over at the uh, the Mackema School in Westport, where last night they had the annual traditional hoedown. Was and it I, a hoedown throwdown? It was a hoedown throwdown. And I forgot all about this, but 30 years ago yesterday, 30 years ago, I was one of those little kids, one of those four, five, six-year-old kids. They teach this in Westport, and I totally forgot that they do the square, line, dancing. square dancing. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know if this will ever come into play in, in yeah. the future, but I mean, what a Westport thing, right? It does not get yeah. any Westport. Tell, tell, tell me you're from backcountry without telling me you're from backcountry. They used to have square dancing lessons in uh, Mattapoise at Town Wharf. I don't know if they still do because I don't. I think the popularity has kind of waned yeah. a little bit. Uh, on well, they that. used to they used to teach us that in middle school gym class. Like, why was that a thing? Middle school gym class. There was an entire curriculum dedicated around square dancing. And here's the problem with that, because I had that too. The social anxiety Oh, of, don't even get me started. Who am I going to be paired with? And well, will I be judged by that, you know, other people about who I'll be paired with? So did your school do this where they would make the girls go out onto the basketball court and you would have to stand there and then the guys, then the teacher would be like, all right, gentlemen, go find your partner. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that, like, is that is canceled on 2023. That is where canceled. My, no, that's where my anxiety originated. 1,000%. Like, what if I don't get picked? What if I don't get picked? What if the boy I like doesn't pick me? What if the ugly kid picks me? <laughs> like, what if the smelly kid picks me? But last night, I will say, because I'll share his experience last night. It was probably one of the cutest things. It I've didn't ever look seen. like it was like a boy girl thing. Oh, absolutely. It not. looked adorable. Yeah. Circles. It did. Little like circles. The kids were like the kids were thriving. It was awesome. So the best part is the parents had to be there, mandatory, and they're on the sidelines watching and everybody had to get dressed up and it's funny because you could tell they just got out of the work. They're tired. And I'm looking around I'm like, wow, this is actually a class reunion. And these are people I went to school with, and now they're watching their kids grow up, and I'm like, wow. It just, I don't know. It was kind of just like a very nostalgic, strange feeling in, in the best way. My serotonin That's what they levels. Call getting old. Oh, big time. <laughs> the serotonin levels were through the roof. Those kids were so cute, and they did such a good job. I was so impressed. And then they called the parents out, and the parents are like, oh. Well, they, have to they had to do it. Stop it. That's like a nightmare. I'm out. <laughs> Well, it, it went from cute to disastrous. Yeah. I'm out. So then we're like, all right, parents, kids, show them what it is. And then the kids just went in and they went in and they did a great job. So again, I forgot all about this. This is supposed to be a core memory. I have very little memory of this. Very little. Um, well, Maddie still remembers her. So. She's still scared. That was middle school. <laughs> 824. 90-second news update. Here comes Phil Devitt. New Bedford will allocate $3 million in American Rescue Plan Act funding to tackle homelessness and housing instability. The city council unanimously approved the idea Thursday night. New Bedford residents are scrambling to keep up with rapidly rising rents as metropolitan areas in Massachusetts and nationwide experience a housing crisis. The council also approved a motion to put a question about rent stabilization on the 2023 city election ballot this November. November.
The COVID vaccine mandate is being lifted soon at all 15 community colleges in Massachusetts. That includes Fall River-based Bristol Community College. The requirement for most students and staff will end at the conclusion of the current spring semester. The mandate has been in place since January of 2022. School administrators say several factors were considered, including the changing public health landscape regarding COVID and the planned end of national COVID emergency declarations in May. The Massachusetts Attorney General's Office plans to start enforcing the state's right-to-repair law in June. It requires automakers to give independent repair shops access to all of a vehicle's data. The intent is to allow independent repair shops to work as easily as authorized dealers. And this year's top Oscar nominees will each get a gift bag full of goodies worth over $125,000. The Oscar swag bag contains over 60 items, including silk pillowcases, edible massage oil, and a coupon for free liposuction. Some of the larger gifts include a three-night stay for eight people at an Italian lighthouse and one square meter of land in Queensland, Australia. The winners of this year's Academy Awards will be announced Sunday night. We told you last month... Part-time Dartmouth resident Jenny Slate's film Marcel the Shell with Shoes On is up for Best Animated Feature. And Jenny also appears in the most nominated film of the night, Everything Everywhere, All at Once. Good luck, Jenny. In sports, the Boston Bruins lost to the Edmonton Oilers last night 3-2, but their next game is with the Detroit Red Wings on Saturday. And the Boston Celtics meet up Saturday night with the Atlanta Hawks. Your traffic and weather are coming up. From the Chart Oak Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. People who get the movies. Now, it's Kevin Carr's Movie Review on The Michael and Maddie Show. Good morning. Let's kick things off with the big movie that's coming out this weekend, and that is the horror sequel, Scream 6. Hello. Let's play a game. You know you're like the 10th guy to try this, right? It never works out for the mask. Maybe. But there's never been one like me, Gail. I'm something different. Obviously, sixth in the Scream franchise. It's the direct sequel to the Scream reboot that came out last year. Not named Scream 5, but named Scream. So, yes, it goes Scream, Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4, Scream, and then Scream 6. And in this movie, you've got the survivors from the previous film as they go to college in New York City. And and that actually gives a little bit of a twist to the story because normally slasher movies take place either in a small town or a campground or something like that. Bringing it to the big city, at least for the large franchises, is something relatively new. Although Jason did try to take Manhattan in Friday the 13th Part 8. Anyways, in this scream, they're still being chased. A new ghost face killer is after the, the survivors from the previous film. And I got to say that the producers are probably loving the fact that they did not kill off Jenna Ortega's character because of the big success she's had with Wednesday. And now everybody wants to see her. And she's kind of been elevated to a main character in this one. And her and her sister are trying to avoid getting killed by this new ghost face. They bring in some of the legacy characters back. You still got Courtney Cox in there. And they brought Hayden Panettiere back, who was in the fourth movie so they have some familiar faces and you know what it, it it works for a slasher movie i mean these these movies have to kind of reinvent themselves every so many years anyways and i've always appreciated the uh, self-awareness of the screen franchise although it is sort of stretching that there's rules of a horror movie rules of a sequel rules of a franchise construction a little bit thin 
I don't know how many more of these they can do as, or just turns into a snake eating its own tail. But still, it works. It's an effective slasher movie. And the change of scenery and the change of location, I think, actually benefits the film. So it's not the best screen movie, but it's uh, effective. And for, uh, gosh, for the sixth installment of a horror franchise, it's a lot better than some of the other ones out there. I remember being pretty scared about the first Scream when I saw it back in the day. So what do you think of Scream 6, rock or not? I'm going to say that Scream 6 kind of rocks. And another one out there this weekend, Kevin. Also available in theaters is the movie Champions. Mr. Markovich, I will offer you community service. Coaching adults with intellectual disabilities. Okay, fellas, we're going to do a simple ball handling exercise. <laughs> it's impossible to coach these guys. You don't have to turn them into the Lakers. They just need to feel like a team. Oh. We're going to need some help. This stars Woody Harrelson as a down-on-his-luck basketball coach who gets in a car accident and has to do community service, and he's court-ordered to coach a basketball league at this community center uh, where a group of people uh, who are intellectually disabled. And he has to rally them together and make a team out of them uh, with all the challenges that you'd face from just community, uh, I mean, a community team. I mean, he's coming from a, a farm team to the NBA, and so he's kind of going to step down in, in, in player capability. And ultimately, it's a guy trying to go through his community service, but learning a little bit more about himself. And it's directed by Bobby Farrelly, who's one of the Farrelly brothers, and, and they've actually dealt with uh, characters with intellectual disabilities before, you know, stuff like there's something about Mary and uh, other films, uh, they have a very uh, a, a soft spot for that segment of the population. And, and he does a really good job. Uh, the director, it's not demonstrative. It's not condescending. It's just the story of these characters. And this is the situation they're in. I remember being pretty cheesy, scared really about the first scream when I and saw it back Woody in the Harrelson, day. So what do you think of Scream 6, job. rock or one not? One of the things I appreciate is and they don't have him in this there weekend, as Kevin. Uh, you know, sort of this really nasty okay, guy. He's so just it sounds somebody like we're liking it, but what do you think? Is it rock or not? But he... Never takes it out. Thank you very on much, Kevin Carr. Have players. a great weekend. And he's at his heart a night sky and trying to do what's right for him and what's right for them. Uh, so I, I like the fact that they approach it in in a very inclusive way. So you know, it's it's a it's a good little movie. It runs a little bit long, but overall, you know, it's a crowd pleaser and it's a sweet little film. I, I got to say, I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I expected to. Okay, so it sounds like we're liking it, but what do you think? Does it rock or not? I'm going to say that Champions also kind of rocks. Thank you very much, Kevin Carr. Have a great weekend. All right, you have a good weekend. Well, here's a sure sign of spring. Turk Seafood. Hi, Clay.